Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen to it fizz. First aid for relief from headache, Alka-Seltzer. For acid indigestion, Alka-Seltzer. From cold discomfort, Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Well, we're ready to have some fun with reading, writing, and arithmetic, and we hope you are, too. Yes, friends, go right along with the quiz kids and see how many questions you can answer. Here's the first one from our Alka-Seltzer question box. It's a verbal charade, and the answer is the three-word title of a nursery rhyme. Listen, the first word is the second word of a nickname for the seventh United States president. The second word rhymes with the first word, and the third word is another name for a pier where ships tie up. What is the nursery rhyme? Now then, you be thinking about that while we have roll call. So here we go. First, Lonnie. I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 14 years old, and I'm a sophomore at Main Township High School in Park Ridge, Illinois. Patrick. I'm Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 13 years old, and I'm a freshman at Calumet High School in Chicago. Joel. I'm Joel Coverman. I'm 14 years old, and I'm a junior at Roosevelt High School. Mike. I'm Mike Mullen. I'm 12 years old, and in the 8th grade at the University of Chicago Laboratory School. And a newcomer, Benita. My name is Benita Perlman. I'm 14 years old, and I'm in the ninth grade at Central Junior High School in Rochester, Minnesota. That's right, folks. Benita is an out-of-town quiz kid, a winner on a local quiz kids program sponsored by Good Foods Incorporated, makers of Skippy Peanut Butter, and heard over station KROC in Rochester, Minnesota. And we're mighty happy to have you with us this afternoon, Benita. And now then, kids, back to that uh, verbal charade from Herbert Rosenberg of New York City... The answer to the charade is the three-word title of a nursery rhyme. I'll go back over it. The first word is the second word of a nickname for the seventh United States president. The second word rhymes with the first word, and the third word is another name for a pier where ships tie up. What is the nursery rhyme? We have five hands up, and Pat's hand was first. Well, uh, we'll have to go around this. The seventh president of the United States was Andrew Jackson. So? And his nickname was Old Hickory. Yes. And Dickory rhymes with that. Yes. And then, of course, the other one is Doc, so it's Hickory Dickory Doc. Hickory Dickory Doc, that is right. Good boy, Terry. Nice boy. Fine and dandy. Now, here's a quickie from Mrs. A. Klotz of Chicago. The name of what city is suggested by calcium sulfate? Pat? 
Well, let's see. I, calcium sulfate, uh, let's see a... I'm thinking of their symbols. That's C-A-S-U, I think. Well, the, the symbols really have nothing to do with oh. this. Uh, what is calcium sulfate? Joel? Oh, I was thinking of... I was going to work in with the atomic numbers, but uh, I... Lonnie? It's uh, salt, so that'd be Salt Lake City. No, 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 <laughs> no Lonnie. <laughs> no, uh, uh, you're wrong. <laughs> what is calcium sulfate? One more chance. Joel? Isn't that baking uh, powder? No, no. Or a washing no. soda? No. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Huh? I'm going to make one step. Isn't that lime? No, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> Getting kind of warm, though, Joel. Well, I uh, I can't mark you uh, right on this one, kids. The answer is Paris, because calcium sulfate is plaster of Paris. <laughs> well, that means that Mrs. A. Klotz of Chicago uh, receives her choice uh, between a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination or a fine Zenith television set for stumping you kids. Well, we can't get them all. Let's see what we can do with this next one. Now, this next question from the Alka-Seltzer question box is from Miss Margaret Whitaker of Nashville, Tennessee. You are asked to give five birds whose names include what each bird eats. Mike. Well, there's the monkey-eating eagle, the worm-eating warbler, the oyster-catcher, the kingfisher, and the fish-hawk, the fish-crow, and the carry-on-crow, and the duck-hawk, and the uh, chicken-hawk. Ten. And uh, there's the fly catcher. Eleven. And the gnat catcher. Twelve. And the sap sucker. Sap sucker. And the <laughs> nut hatch. Fourteen. And uh, the Clark's nutcracker. Ah, uh-huh. fifteen. <clears throat> Can't you think of any more? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful, isn't it, wonderful? <laughs> Hey, you really gave them to me there, Mike. You only had to give me five, too. Now, this question comes from Mrs. M.R. Ahern of Chicago. What kind of a knife might seem an appropriate gift for these people according to his trade or environment? Uh, Say, first, a minister performing a wedding. What kind of knife would be... Appropriate. Joel? Oh, maybe a cutting knife because he's, uh, isn't he cutting the Marshall? <laughs> the what? Listen, I, I, I'm a bit confused on this. Oh. No, no, Joel. A pa- it might be a paring knife. A paring <laughs> knife. That's right. <laughs> oh, what? Well, you really had to be pretty sharp on that. Now, I'll tell you. <laughs> Just, uh, what a, oh, I said something here funny, didn't I, <laughs> Sharp? Oh, dear. <laughs> now, just for fun, let's see whether any of you can think of one to try on the other kids. A type of, uh, an appropriate knife. Uh, can you think of any? I can think of one. Uh, all right, uh, we have two hands up. Well, uh, a butcher. A butcher? A butcher. Yeah. A butcher. How about it, kids? Lonnie? Well, a butcher knife. <laughs> Well, that's... No. <laughs> that's right. I was thinking of something. Of course, that'd be right, but I was thinking of... What What were you thinking of? I was of? thinking of a carving knife. Of a what? Carving knife. Carving knife. Uh-huh. Well, if we can get some with a little more of a pun. Uh, uh, Joe? Well, uh, the owner of a dairy store. The owner of a dairy store. All right. How about it, kids? Oh, Pat? Might be a butter knife. Yeah. Butter knife? All right. Lonnie? Uh... A math teacher. A math teacher. 
<laughs> Mike? A dull knife? A dull knife? Oh, that's cute, isn't it? Huh? That's a good one. <laughs> oh, that, that's all right. Well, say, I, I thought of one here. How about a prisoner? A prisoner. What uh, type of knife? Pass? Well, it might be a filing knife or a filing. Well, yes, and then it could be Lonnie. Well, this is awfully corny. A salad knife. A salad knife. Oh. Oh, yes. Well, mine isn't as corny as that. I was thinking of pen knife. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Now then, here's Bob Murphy with a word for you folks who have never tried Alka-Seltzer for relief from the pain of a headache. Yes, friends, and what I have to say is this. You're missing out on mighty fast, mighty effective relief if you don't take Alka-Seltzer when you're feeling miserable with a headache. I mean that. Alka-Seltzer contains one of the world's most effective pain-relieving agents, sodium acetyl salicylate. In Alka-Seltzer, this wonderful pain reliever is ready to go right to work to help relieve your headache. All we ask you to do is try it. Alka-Seltzer will do the rest. Yes, next time you're feeling logy and miserable with a headache, just drop one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets into a glass of water, watch those thousands of tiny bubbles swirl up in your glass, and then drink this sparkling solution. See how soon you begin to feel better. I repeat, all we ask you to do is give Alka-Seltzer a try. If you're not satisfied with the fast, effective relief it gives, you get your money back. That's Alka-Seltzer in the friendly blue and white package at all drugstores. Thank you, Robert. Well, now, kids, let's see what we can do with this next one. Mrs. Grace Hart of Chicago wants to try this one on you. If you uh, read the following headline in the newspaper last week, what would it mean? When others fail, T. Sertalis, at great personal risk and danger, completes capture of tough guy. Mike. Well, that would be when the garter, when a garter snake, which is Thomnophis sertalis, that's its scientific name, or T. sertalis, that's right. scared Bushman back in his cage. Bushman, the famous gorilla, yeah. when he escaped. That's very good. That's right. <laughs> now, Chris, kids, your next question will be asked by the man who sent it in, a good friend of yours. I say he's a good friend because... He's the judge who has jurisdiction over the United States savings bonds you receive each week for your participation on this program. The Honorable William F. Waugh, judge of the probate court of Cook County. And since his interest in you is a good deal more than legal, he wanted to try you out on a question of his own. And since he's been conferring with our organist, Howard Peterson, this week... I would judge you're in for a mixture of law and music. Okay, Judge Waugh, the class is yours. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. Kids, Mr. Kelly was right about the mixture of law and music. Mr. Peterson will play a musical selection, and the title should suggest to you the name of a famous Chief Justice of the United States. See whether you can get two out of three. All right, Mr. Peterson. Pat, who is well, that's, uh, I'm always chasing rainbows, and uh, I can think of uh, Salmon P. Chase. He was a... Uh, that is exactly right. <laughs> and now for number two. All right, Howard. Well, Lonnie, suppose you give us that one. Well, I'm not sure the 
uh, Chief Justice, but the song is Wait Till the Sun Shines, Nellie. Does that suggest the name of a Chief Justice to you? I might uh, interrupt here, uh, Judge, if you don't mind, and tell the kids that the clue, his name is right in the title. But it looks like Pat has it. Who is it, Pat? Well, I just remembered. I think it would be Morrison Waite. That is also exactly (laughs) right. Well, that's two out of three, but let's try the third one. I think maybe this is a little more difficult. Lonnie, what about it? Well, the song is Rockabye Baby. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure of the justice, though. Joel? Wasn't there a Chief Justice Stone? That's quite true. <laughs> well, Mr. Kelly, I think the kids were really wonderful on that. There are a hundred or more lawyers who come into my court every day, and I'm sure they couldn't have gotten one out of three, let alone <laughs> three out of three. <laughs> But I wasn't surprised. This is a fine program, and I appreciate what you and the Miles Laboratories are doing to make it possible. Well, Judge, you uh, haven't done so badly yourself in the scoring department. I noticed in the paper that when the Chicago Bar Association conducted the poll of its lawyer members recently, you received a rating of 98.3%, the highest rating ever accorded a judge in the history of the poll. Now, that's quite a compliment. But, Judge Waugh, uh, something I think our listeners would be interested in is your connection with the Quiz Kids. Would you mind explaining just what it is? Certainly, Mr. Kelly. That's an aspect of the program that few people know about. You see, the management of the program requests that the estates of all Quiz Kids, who appear on the program often enough to build up earnings of any size, be placed under the jurisdiction of my court. The probate court. Well, just what does that mean, Judge? Well, it involves the appointment by the court of one of the parents of the child as guardian. And from then on, the court is responsible for seeing that the child is treated fairly in any contract proposed that involves the child. And the court also has jurisdiction over the earnings of the child. Well, does that mean that uh, none of the money earned by the children can be spent without your consent? Yes, it does. And, of course, in approving expenditures, I am guided by the law governing the estates of minors, which is a very strict law. As a matter of fact, under this arrangement, the earnings of the child are so completely safeguarded for the child until he comes of age that parents can't even be reimbursed for any extra expenses that might arise from the child's participation on the program, such as extra clothing or transportation and, in some cases, income taxes. Well, that hardly seems fair, Judge. Well, perhaps it is a little extreme, but the parents of these quiz kids welcome it because it relieves them of any possible criticism of profiting financially from the earnings of their own children. These parents are interested in those bonds the children get only from the standpoint of saving them for the purpose of helping them with their future education and possibly to help them get a better start after they finish college. The parents can receive none of the money themselves. In fact, it costs them something to have the children on the program. The kids themselves love it as they would any exciting game. It opens opportunities the youngsters might not otherwise have. So, Mr. Kelly, in saluting the quiz kids, I also salute their wonderful parents who, without exception, 
have been happy to place the estates of their children under court supervision. Well, thank you, Judge Wall. I certainly agree with you about these parents, and I want to thank you for the careful, considerate attention you have given the interests of our quiz kids in your court. Well, now, children like everyone whose question is used on our radio program, Louise Voorhees of West Trenton, New Jersey, is going to get a fine Zenith Transoceanic portable radio from the makers of Alka-Seltzer for this rhyming question, if you kids answer it correctly. On the other hand, if you miss it, well, uh, we'll just wait a minute. Let's see how you make out first. Now, here's the question. Let's see how well... You can associate ideas for this question from Louise Voorhees of West Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, what uh, castaway in children's fiction rhymes with a bridal outfit? Patrick? Well, that might be Crusoe and Trousseau. Crusoe Robinson and Trousseau is right all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what cereal connected with weddings rhymes with the plural for a certain rodent? Lonnie? Rice and mice. Rice and mice. Well, as I said, Louise Voorhees gets the dandy Zenith Transoceanic Portable that gives worldwide reception no matter where you are. Now, if you kids had missed her question, she would have had a choice between a Zenith television set and a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination. That uh, television set is the Zenith Buchanan, friends, and it has everything. A new super-range chassis to ensure the ultimate in performance... The sensational built-in picture magnet aerial, single knob automatic tuning, and the glare band black tube for clearer pictures. The large console radio phonograph plays all types of records and has AM and FM radio. It certainly pays to send in a question for our radio program. And remember, folks, address your questions to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Now, since the 38th National Safety Congress will meet next week. This question from Alice Wilson of Houston, Texas is very timely. I would say, a boy riding a bicycle and carrying another boy on his handlebars reached a crossing without noticing that the traffic light was red. As he started across the 40-foot-wide street, a car approached from the right and was 90 feet away. The speed of the bicycle was 8 miles per hour, and of the car... 30 miles per hour. The driver of the car saw the boy immediately, but it took him eight-tenths of a second to apply the brakes, and his brakes stopped the car at the rate of 20 feet per second per second. Now, did the car hit the boys? Joel? Well, <clears throat> let's see. If he was, tra- uh, the car was traveling 30 miles an hour, wasn't right. it? Right. Well, that would be uh, 44 feet per second. So that means, let's see, it was eight-tenths of a second till the uh, uh, car, he could put on his brakes. So let's see, that'd be uh, 35.2 feet that the car would have gone, which would leave, uh, let's see, uh, 54.8. And uh, then he would be going still 44 feet per second. And uh, this is rating, wasn't it 20 feet per second per second? That's right. Uh, it would be uh, 2.2 and uh, so that means in three seconds he'd have the car stop. And see, the average speed for that time would be uh, 22 feet per second, and uh, which would be half of 44, and times 2.2, that would be 48.4. Uh, 
which uh, means that, let's see, he'd have the car stopped in three seconds, 6.4 feet in uh, front of the boy. And let's see, the boys, meanwhile, uh, they were, let's see, it'd be eight times 44 thirtieths. That'd be 352 thirtieths, or, uh, let's see, 11 and uh, 11 fifteenths uh, feet per second. And in the three seconds, they would have gone... Uh, 33 and, uh, 33 fifteenths or 35 and three or 35 and, uh, a fifth. So they, uh, wouldn't have gotten across the street yet and the, uh, car would have stopped just short in front of them so he wouldn't have been hit. That's right. Nice point, Joel. Very, very fine, Joel. Very fine. Well, I see Bob Murphy is planning to take over now. Uh, Bob, is this going to be a little scene, uh, maybe a visit to some friends of yours? That's, that's right, Joe. That's exactly what it is. Uh, the time is about 11.30 tonight, and the man of the house is saying... <sighs> well, how was it, dear? Did you have a good time? Oh, I guess so. Yes, I did. But why do we stay so late? <laughs> I don't know. It was all my fault, I suppose. I get to talking and... Oh, why did you let me eat so much, Joan? My stomach is beginning to feel uncomfortable. Poor darling. But that apple pie and cheese was wonderful, wasn't it? <laughs> I sure must have thought so. I, I had two pieces. Oh, but if acid indigestion keeps me tossing and turning all night, I, I don't know how I'll ever get up and get to work in the morning. Well, don't you worry. We'll make sure you get your sleep. I'll fix you a glass of Alka-Seltzer right now. You know, if you take Alka-Seltzer before you go to bed, it'll relieve an acid-upset stomach. So you sleep better and wake up feeling better next morning. Yes, that's right, friends. Why let the discomfort of acid indigestion rob you of a good night's sleep? Take Alka-Seltzer before you go to bed. See how much better you sleep, how much better you feel next morning. Try it next time late refreshments result in acid indigestion. Take Alka-Seltzer before you go to bed. Keep Alka-Seltzer on hand all of the time. Yes, get it at any drugstore. Yes, friends, and remember that tip about taking Alka-Seltzer before you go to bed. It's really good. Now, kids, here's a question about Gilbert and Sullivan operettas sent in by Mr. L.L. L. Lumsden of Inglewood, California. The lyrics to the music you will hear describe jobs held by various Gilbert and Sullivan characters, and you are to identify the job and tell who held it. All right, Howard, let's have number one. <laughs> Benita? That's Behold the Lord High Executioner. And that's, that's right, honey. Mikado, and his... I can't exactly remember his name. Well, you can? Uh, no. Well, let's see. Maybe we can help you, uh, Lonnie. Coco. Coco, that's right. Uh-huh. That's correct. Now, here's number two. Pat? Well, I think that was, uh... I'm the captain of the pinafore. Oh? No, Benita? Oh, no, I got it. I am the very model of a modern major general. That's, uh, what did you say again? I am the very model of a modern major general. Well, I am the very pattern of a modern major general, so? And... I don't know his name. I don't know his name. Joel? General Stanley, wasn't it? General Stanley, that's correct. And here's the last one. Pat? Well, that's when I was a boy, and that was from HMS Pinafore. That was Sir Joseph, I think. Sir Joseph, uh, Joe? Well, it was uh, uh, How to Become Ruler of the Queen's Navy, and that was Sir Joseph Porter. Porter, that's right. Uh-huh, very, very good. 
By the way, Joe, what was his job? Uh, uh, he was the Lord High Admiral. All right, fine, fine. Now then, would any of you quiz kids like to sing a little of uh, one of these Gilbert and Sullivan songs for us? Lonnie? When I was a lad, I served a term as office boy to an attorney's firm. I cleaned the windows and I swept the floors and I polished up the handle on the big front door. I polished up the handle so carefully that now I am the ruler of the Queen's Navy. I polished up the handle so carefully that now I am the ruler of the Queen's Navy. All right, well, fine. Say, here's an interesting question from Mrs. Paul M. Crows of Sullivan, Illinois. If our first president, George Washington, returned to the United States to check up on the state of things and chatted with these three prominent Americans while sitting on three different benches, where would the benches be? Now, here's the man he found sitting on the first bench. General Washington, I've been advisor to presidents and congresses for more than a quarter of a century. And I'll tell you, Mr. Washington, the gravest threats to the preservation of the American system today are not government controls. They are military defeat abroad and further inflation at home. Joel? Well, that sounds like Bernard Baruch, and his bench, I think, is in Central Park in New York. Well, it's uh, the Lafayette Park, uh, in Washington. <laughs> well, all right, let's listen to the next one. Yeah, come to think of it, George, your name reminds me of George Gershwin, who, uh, by the way, gave me this watch I'm wearing for playing in a concert with him, and for once I played something else instead of Rhapsody in Blue. Pat? That might be Oscar Levant. Oscar Levant, and uh, the bench would be... Well, uh, I don't know. I'm... Oh, Pat. <laughs> all right, Lonnie? A piano bench. A piano oh. bench would be in front of the piano. <laughs> All right, and here's the last one. Uh, buenos dias, Senor Washington. You acabo de venir a esta ciudad para jugar béisbol o pelota. El país me gusta, y yo tuve mucho placer en firmar con el Señor Juan Coriden. Viva Coriden, viva béisbol. <laughs> oh, wonderful, Don. Uh, Lottie? Well, he's evidently talking about one of the uh, Latin American ball players in the big leagues. There are several of them, so that would be the bench in the dugout. Well, yes, but can you identify the well, ball maybe player? The ball Chico player himself Carascale was talking to Washington. Chico Carascale? Uh That's right, Chico Carascale. That's right. Well, we had a miss on that, uh, the very first one, uh, because uh, Joel said the park bench was in Central Park in New York, didn't you, Joel? Yes. And uh, we're thinking in terms of the uh, park in Lafayette Park, Washington. So uh, that means that uh, Mrs. Paul M. Crows of Sullivan, Illinois, uh, may have a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination or a fine Zenith television set for stumping the class on that one. Now, the next question from the Alka-Seltzer question box is from George Hill of Seattle, Washington. The title of what Shakespearean play does yesterday's North Carolina and Georgia game recall? Joel. Then it'd be much ado about nothing. It was a scoreless tie. That's right. It was nothing to nothing. Much ado about nothing. <laughs> this question is from Mr. Lindy Thomas of Rockwell City, Iowa. The last names of what movie stars rhyme with the capitals of the following states? New Mexico. Lonnie. Well, the capital is Santa Fe. Santa Fe. It might be Doris Day or Doris Dennis Day. Day or All right, fine day. and dandy. How about Minnesota? Pat. Well, let's see. That's uh, 
capital of Minnesota. Oh, uh, St. Paul. St. Paul, so... And, uh, that might be... Movie star's name. Mm. Uh, Benita? Does it have to be their last name? Well, uh, well, uh, well rhyme with St. Paul, so... Paul Douglas or... Well, uh, we would like the last name, yes. There are quite a few of them. Joel? Arlene Dahl. Well, that's very good. That's very good. Fine and dandy. All right, kids. Well, say, there's our bell. Of course, that means it's time to hear what the judges have to say about your grades. We'll have this information in just a minute. In the meantime, here's an important message. Mothers, here's why you should give your children one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. To have perfect health, normal growth, strong bones, and good teeth, to be alert in the classroom and on the playground, children must get proper food and enough vitamins. Mothers, make sure your children get enough vitamins. Give each of them a one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day. Now, this will furnish their needed supply of the known essential vitamins. Guard them against vitamin deficiency diseases. Be sure it's one-a-day brand multiple vitamins, the kind with the big one on the blue package. All right, kids, here are your grades. But first, let me say that uh, we certainly enjoyed having you with us this afternoon, Benita. And I'm sure your station, your sponsor, are very, very proud of you. And since you were our guest quiz kid, we're not scoring you. But you will receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. That's the award every Sunday for every member of our quiz kids board. Now, children, let's see. The judges say that as a class, you missed... uh, Two questions this afternoon. Patrick was first, Joel second, and Mike third. So we'll see you three back here next Sunday. And to complete our board, we'll have uh, Naomi Cooks, age 12, and Melvin Miles, age 7. And friends, by the way, it's going to be a battle royal next week because these five youngsters are going to match wits and brains with five prominent business and professional men representing the Fraternal Order of Eagles. Now, this will certainly be an Alka-Seltzer question session that you won't want to miss. So plan to be with us, won't you? Until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Joe Kelly. Quiz Kids, coast to coast every Sunday afternoon, and see and hear Alka-Seltzer's Quiz Kids television show on NBC. Consult your local newspaper for time and station. This is Bob Murphy speaking. Harris and Alice Fay and Texas Rangers, both later on NBC. NBC.